You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod, the only podcast where we, two non-mystical hosts, use the power of tarot to answer your questions. That host that you were just listening to, that is Ben Noble. And that host you were just listening to was Brian Dooley. Welcome back, Ben. Thanks. Did you miss me? I missed you so much. I missed me too when I was listening to last week's episode of the pod. Dang. Shots fired. Yeah, well, Brian, I just made some notes uh, while I was listening to the podcast last week, and I thought maybe I would share them with you. Okay. First off, the first thing that I wanted to say was that uh, at one point in the episode, when you asked uh, our esteemed guest, Seth, to do some Foley work, you <laughs> you said, all Ben does is say, flip. And I was really offended by that, because, you know, I went to school for Foley work. I have a doctorate on my wall, a doctor of Foley, and it's just insulting to my profession when you just you know, go out there and say, all I do is say flip and that anybody can do it. I apologize. I, I meant it in the same way that I would say like, you know, Mozart wrote songs. Yeah. So he's I, probably offended too. It wasn't meant to be dismissive. And I apologize. I say enough mean things about you that I don't need to boom crash. It's me. Zombie Mozart. How dare you insult me? I know you guys are all terrified and I was at first too. But that was just more Ben's sweet, sweet Foley work. Brian, I'm going to quit this podcast. <laughs> how dare you reveal... That's like you saying how a magician does his tricks. Everybody on the other end of this podcast believed that that was zombie Beethoven. Well, yeah, or but... Or whoever it was. <laughs> now who's being insulting? It was zombie dead old composer, and they believed it. All right. The next thing that I wanted to uh, bring up was... Uh, the Robin Wood deck, you said, it got wet and fell into a bucket of water. Yeah, in the opposite order of that, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. How is it? Uh, it's fine. How it's, is she? It's puffy. Did you call Robin Wood and tell her what happened? I have yet to contact Robin Wood. Oh, I would, I would be dreading that phone call. And then uh, my final note that I wrote down was, okay, good app, but it would have been better with me. And I think that's really, you know... I think Seth did a good job. Yeah, one of the notes that you sent me that I don't think you mentioned was uh, about how smart Seth was. Well, yeah. Well, I sent you that note, but I didn't bring it up on the podcast. Well, Seth is really smart. Yeah, he was very smart about the cards. Uh, He said some things uh, at the very end when you guys were wrapping up. and Yeah, he's full of insight and goodness. He's a good guy. Yeah, so he did a good job. But now I'm back. You're stuck with me now. And me, zombie Mozart. Oh no, it's real this time. Yeah, gotcha. So if you sat through all that and... <laughs> congrats. Congrats. You probably already know what this podcast is about. You're probably not new here if you sat through all that. But just in case that you are, or in case that you forgot, because I wasn't here last week to remind you, there's a lot of different tarot spreads out there. and some of Dozens. Them, a, a lot. Yeah. More, more tarot spreads than Brian has tarot decks, which are now... Uh, what, do you, what do you call these boxes, Brian? 
Uh, they're photo collection boxes. Okay, they're photo like collection that. boxes. Each one has two, four, six, 14. eight, fourteen. Fourteen decks per box, and Brian has two boxes, so you do the math. That's one, of, one of those boxes is not full yet. It will be, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it will be. So there are more tarot spreads than Brian has tarot decks to do those spreads, but uh, you know maybe Seth could figure out a more complex spread, but not us. Uh, we do a very simple spread that is just three cards, and... Uh, wow. I've been away for a week. Yeah, so... That silence indicates the past. That's the first card. The second card indicates the present. And the third card is a future action or a future outcome. Which Ben guarantees. He puts his money on the barrel. Yes, I do. Uh, if, if the outcome that we say will happen doesn't happen, uh, you can call us and we will give you your money back. Yep. Tweet at Nenbobel. That won't go to me. <laughs> it won't? No. I changed it. Well, now, it's, now it's making at making all this up. It used to be. That's my Instagram. Is oh, okay. Well, Instagram, I'm at Nenbobble. Yeah. And then after we do the reading, there'll be a card of the week. Where, yes. Well, I can't explain what it is yet because the outline just says tease the card of the week. So you've been teased. We're using two new decks this week, by the way. Wow. Yeah. The deck that we're going to be using for the... Official reading is the Estensi Tarot, the Golden Tarot of Renaissance, and it's very, very pretty. It's got a bunch of Renaissance art on it and gold foil, of course, because I love golden decks. And then the deck, well, I'll just, I'll just tease that there's also a new deck for the card of the week. I feel like, um, you know, in the same way that we have now Querence Corner, TM, we also need a segment where you just talk about your 2,700 decks. I think that just will happen, okay. naturally. Well, now I look foolish, don't I? No, not at all. They can't see you. Oh. <laughs> Good point. All right, well, Brian, are you ready to head on over to Queerance Corner? I think I am. What about you, Zombie Mozart? Yes! Well, come on over. This week, our question comes from Becky, who says, My son, who has Asperger's, is about to start college in a new state, with a new housing situation and new doctors. How will the transition go? A lot of new stuff going on. Yeah. And so this is a pretty heavy question, heavier than we oftentimes deal with. Um, But we're going to give it a shot, right? Yes. It's up to the cards. Well, you had a heavy question last week. You're just on a roll. Yeah. Lots of... uh, Lots of people sending in the hard hitters. And I thought I thought Seth did a great job last week with the heavy question. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Ben, and I don't appreciate it. Neither does Zombie Mozart. Ask him. Zombie Mozart, do you appreciate it? No, I think it's quite rude. See? Even Zombie Mozart agrees. <laughs> Some of my symphonies were very heavy, too, you know? Uh-huh. Well, that's as much as I know about Mozart. Yep. So... I'll tell you all about myself some other time. We'll look it up on Wikipedia. Appropriate forum for that. In fact, what are all these microphones? (laughs) Weren't you deaf? What? (laughs) Dumb. I don't even think he was deaf. I think it was Beethoven. I think it was my colleague Beethoven. (laughs) Who was in Dangerous Liaisons or Amadeus? I mean. 
What? Who was? Oh, oh, Amadeus Mozart. Mozart. Yeah. So you were like the Ben Franklin of uh, of music. Like you were always. Who's Ben Franklin? He was an American that. Like, What's America? Anyway. Thank you, Mozart, for your contributions to this podcast. Uh, let's go ahead, though, and we'll stop stalling and jump into the first card. All right, Ben, will you say the word flip? I won't. I guess I'll just have to do it. Yes. What? See? Not so easy. All right, Ben, can you just flip the card, please? Yes. Flip. That was beautiful. Thank as you. As usual. And our first card this week is the Empress. And... The Empress is a call to connect with your femininity, um, whatever your gender. I think we've had this card uh, recently, and, you know, this card is is a card about femininity, but, again, in that yin and yang sense, in, like, the cosmic sense, not in the gender sense. Yeah, I think that the Empress speaks to, you've got all your ducks in a row, you have been preparing for something to happen, and that thing is going to happen. That good thing is about to happen. Yeah, and I think, you know, Becky is a mom, and the Empress is a card about, um, like, taking care of other people, of, like, birth, and I think that makes a lot of sense in this situation of, you know, Becky has set her son up for success, and that's kind of what this card is speaking to. She's been the Empress up to this point. Yeah, and it's time to try something new, which... Uh, sounds like is going to happen whether you want to or not. So, mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah, and it's a it's a sign that the universal energy is going to enter your life, and that good fortune is coming because of good choices that you've made in the past. And it's not like random goodness; it's goodness that you've earned. Cool. So well, far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. Let's uh, go ahead and flip the next card, please. Flip. Ooh, another card that we've had several times before, the Eight of Cups. Yeah, the Eight of Cups. Not on this deck, but actually I feel like the symbolism on this deck is maybe even better for this question. Yeah, the symbolism on this deck, usually it's like a traveler walking away from some cups towards uh, a river. Um, But this time it's what appears to be a pregnant woman walking away from some cups and a baby. Uh And that speaks to the idea of transition and sacrifice. And the Eight of Cups is all about, you know, life's experiences and accomplishments and turning away from all of that to to start anew. Yeah, it's a search for a deeper satisfaction in your life and work that goes beyond what you're currently achieving. So in order for this to happen you're going to have to walk away from what's comfortable and familiar. And there's an uncertainty whether or not the thing that you go to will be more fulfilling and more sustaining, but it's definitely the end of one journey and the beginning of a new one. And I think in, in some senses, based on the question, you know, that's inevitable. So it's a transition for, for both uh, mother and child of both of you guys moving to kind of start this new phase of your life together. Yeah. And with, your son, he's doing a lot of new things and that may be, it may be more difficult to break out of that, uh, that structure and get into a new structure. But what we're seeing is that that is going to be useful. It's going to be a worthwhile journey. 
And so now let's move into our final card. Flip. And our final card is the Hierophant, who is basically like a, like a religious authority figure. Yeah, uh, it's uh, some cards have him as the Pope, uh, but at least one card, according to this, he's El Papa, which Ooh. is uh, delightful. And he's got two small cardinals like sitting next to him. Yeah, cardinals, uh, humans that not wear birds. red. Yeah, not uh, St. Louis baseball players. And the Hierophant is a conventional card. It's a card implying that you should stay within the typical status quo. It's not a time to like challenge everything that you knew. And you know, if if you have traditions in your life or things that you normally do, it's time to stick to those. And, and in context, I think that makes a lot of sense. Where you're going through all of these changes, and you're going to need something to hold on to in this time. And so. Stick to things that are familiar and comfortable. Stick to routine. Don't, you know, go crazy trying to change everything else about your life just because this one thing is changing. Um, it may be a good time to join a new group, though. Um, some, something that gives you a sense of belonging. Uh, and it'll help you understand the when there are new things, the new way of thinking, the new modality. And it could spur your own growth. So for, for Becky and for your son, you are going to be in a new place and you're trying to find a new normalcy. And so all of this makes sense, but you're going to want to find support groups in that area, whether they're, uh, you know, extracurricular activities or, uh, parents groups or a kickball team or anything like that. Uh, just where you can find other people who are doing normal things in a normal way, and you can have that sense of belonging. What's a kickball team? It's a team where people play kickball, Mozart. I don't get it. So, all told, this seems like a really solid uh, reading. Now I just feel like I'm patting ourselves on the back, but I meant... You know, in terms of how things are going to go in this new transition period, it seems like a very positive reading. You know, Becky, it seems like you have done the legwork up to this point in, you know, raising your son and setting him up for success. And then you guys are both entering this transition phase where new things are going to come into your life with the Eight of Cups. And then finally, a good reminder to find the support systems that you need and to not, you know, change everything about your life just because this one thing is changing that what you've done in the past has worked and is going to continue to work. All right. I think that that wraps up Queerance Corner. And here we are on the other side of that. So thank you, Becky, for your question, and good luck in your future endeavors. And And that brings us to something that I teased earlier. Something we like to call... The card of the week. Well, it doesn't have the same ring to it as uh, other things that we say on this podcast. Yeah, because that has a literal ring to it. Yeah, exactly. So, the deck that we're using for the card of the week this week is the Joie de Vie deck. Ben, thoughts? My thoughts on this deck are, um, imagine art from Alice in Wonderland, and then imagine if that art was really a lot worse than it is. 
and then Whoa. you would have the Joie de Vivre deck. I would say it's like uh, pastel colored Tim Burton. Yeah, it is. It's like it is very much the Tim Burton deck. Yeah. So then, but is, like pastel Tim, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Zombie Mozart, what do you think? I love it. See, Zombie Mozart's on my side. Yes. But so this week, we're going to try something new. We're just going to read directly out of the little white book that comes with it. So first, we're going to flip over the card, and then... Do you mind if I try to make the sound effect? That is completely up to our Foley artist. Yeah, that's fine. He can do it. Okay. Um, But yeah, we're going to read... They have some really great descriptions in here. So uh, we're going to just read directly out of the book for whatever card we flip over. Zombie Mozart, would you do the honors? Boo. Uh-oh. There's one. If you say boo three times, the show's over. I'm taking my piano and going home. You don't have a home. You're a zombie. Oh, yeah. Can you sweep up after yourself? What happened to the Holy Roman Empire? <laughs> How old are you? I'm really old. <laughs> I, I think you're as confused about your history as we are. I've been dead for a long time. 200. 40 years or so. That sounds about right. So I don't know a lot of what's happened. Well, you can use the internet to check it out. Just grab my iPad and go sit on the couch. Okay, what's an iPad? You got it. All right. All right, Ben, would you please do the honors? Flip. Ooh. So we have the Three of Cups, which you all know as the butt-touching card. Yeah, because you're... But allow me to describe what's happening on this card. (laughs) All right. So we have three. I don't want to call them people because they're not people. There's some sort of mouse. (laughs) Dang Trump Jr. I'm not going to. I'm not going to dignify that with the response. Uh, On the left, we have some sort of mouse or rabbit playing a trumpet. And he's wearing um, like a bowler hat. On the right, Brian claims it's a fish. But really, it's just like a weird androgynous doll with a mermaid tail. And then in the middle is um, Angel. What? Uh, who's in Ghost in a Shell? Is it Scarlett Johansson? It's ScarJo. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say Liam Schreiber, but that's way. It's ScarJo's character from Ghost in a Shell, but she also has flowers growing out of her head. And there's a beetle dancing on the floor next to them. <laughs> Brian, what is this card about? Okay, so this is from the little white book that comes with the Joie de Vie deck. Uh, the keywords are celebration, joy, abundance, partnership, and indulgence. And here's the story. Gleam, glitter, and glow. Dance together. No. Dance together in celebration of their blessings. No. And They're dancing in music. Re- Wait, which is which? I, I think they just, gleam is the bunny rabbit, glitter is uh, ScarJo. And glow is the mermaid. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, Their dancing and music regenerates the heart's magic and replenishes the spirit's joy. Waters of vitality spring forth from three cup flowers on Glitter's head. Glow supplies a scarab beetle dancing at their feet. Wait, no. Glow supplies a plethora of fruit, a symbol of abundance. The scarab beetle dancing at their feet carries a message of regeneration and creation. All that you've put effort towards begins to flourish. Celebrate your life's wellspring of nourishment with loved ones and friends. Happiness and well-being bring forth feelings of vitality and replenishment. So, that's the joie de vie deck. 
That's we're gonna use this every week from now on. For no, everything. no, no. I think we found a deck that Ben is finally in love with. <laughs> but for real, it's the three cups. It's about uh, being friends with your friends and it's, celebrating friendship. And did we ever explain that this card of the week is for everyone? You know, this is uh, something to think about in the coming week. No, we got interrupted by zombie mode. Oh, okay. Damn it. Uh, yeah, so the card of the week is for you. It's for everyone. It's something to think about going into the week if you're coming up against any struggles or anything like that. Friendship. Yeah, this card's especially for Ben, though, uh, because he loves the Joie de Vie deck. Yeah, I do. I love the Joie de Vie deck. I love you, Brian, and I love our new friend, Zombie Mozart. Oh, we are Gleam, Glitter, and Glow. Oh. Mozart. Well, wait, which one am I? You're Glitter, because I'm Gleam. I'm the rabbit. You're, I'm Ghost in a Shell. You're, yeah, ScarJo, and uh, Zombie Mozart is Glow. All right. Hey, what is this Spotify app? How come all my songs are on it? Where's my royalties? It looks like we've got some explaining to do to Zombie Mozart. So let's wrap up this show. Maybe we should wrap it up. All right, thank you again to Becky for her question. Thank you to you for stopping by. Thanks to Zombie Mozart. You're very welcome. Uh, where can people find us, Ben? You can find me on Spotify. Check out my tracks. <laughs> yeah, his. I, I'm guessing that Mozart, Zombie Mozart, is going to have an album dropping pretty soon. Zombie Beethoven's going to get a kick out of all this when I tell him. I'm pretty sure Zombie Beethoven is the deaf one. Um, where were we? Uh, where can we find us? Right. Uh, you can find us at AmateurTarot.com, where you can listen to old episodes and look at pictures of us. Um, you can email us at AmateurTarotReading at gmail.com. You can tweet at us uh, at Tarot Amateur, where you can also get personalized card of the day readings from Brian if you get on there at the right time. Uh, you can contact Ben on Twitter at Making All This Up. You can contact Brian on Twitter at Zen Iron Man. And you can make our day and really help out Zombie Mozart by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. What's iTunes? Oh, Zombie Mozart, you're going to love it. So do, do that. And uh, if you have a question for us, do send one in to that website address, email address. Yeah, you can do it at the email. You can do it at the website. If you want to do it over Twitter and make it public, that's fine. Uh, just send in your questions. We love them. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. We love you. Thank you. It was great to be here. What a ham. Bye. Bye. Hey, I hate to interrupt, but did you know there's a lot of porn on here?